Hope of Hashem, we are learning We left off on Amid Aleph, six lines from the top of the Amit. We are in the middle of learning the sugya of a summa of a blind person. And now we say, Tanya Idach, we have the following Braisa. That Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer Rabbi Yehuda says, Summa if a blind person is the humiliator, he won't be liable to pay for the busha, for the shame, for the humiliation that he caused. And Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that a Summa is exempt from all of the mitzvahs that are written in the Torah. Now, somebody showing him learned, Pshat in Rabbi Yehuda, that he's only exempt from all of the positive commandments. That's a lot more than a woman. A woman is only exempt from positive commandments that are time-bound, as we learned in Kedushin. And a Summa is exempt from all of the mitzvahs, meaning from all of the positive mitzvahs. Other Rishonim learn that a Summa, according to Rabbi Yehuda, is exempt, mamish, from all of the positive and all of the negative commandments. Let's just see a little bit of this in Treisvis. The, se- the second, V'chein Hoi Rabbi Yehuda, Poitrei Mikol HaMitzvah so going into the wide lines, look at the fourth wide line under the Gemara, in the middle of the line, says to Yisvitz Deniro, that the Afal gav the Pater Rebbe Yehuda Summa Mikol HaMitzvah, Mikol Makayim, nevertheless, Midrabanan Chayiv. Rebbe Yehuda will hold that a Summa Midrabanan is Chayiv. The Afal gav the Isha Mipater Rebbe Mitzvah Saseisha Azman Gerama, and on those time-bound positive commandments, by a woman, there isn't a rabbinic obligation to keep the time-bound mitzvahs from which she is exempt. Explain Stasis, you know why? Because she is obligated to keep many other mitzvahs. She is chayef to keep all of the negative mitzvahs. She is chayef to keep many positive mitzvahs that are not time-bound. If you would take exempt them from all the mitzvahs, even midrabanan, look at the words of taisvis. In Cain, that'll be like a nanju. Now, from these words, so therefore he's chayef midrabanan. It would seem. That Tresvus holds that according to Rabbi Yehuda, according to this Braisa, he is exempt even from the negative commandments. So if not for the Chachamim imposing Midrabanan on the Summa, a of Mitzvahs, Tresvus says, Havalei The big question on this is the following, a famous question, it's like a catch-22 question. Why is one obligated to keep Rabbinic Mitzvahs? Because we have a Pasik and Parsha Shoftim, in which it says, the Torah tells you it's a negative commandment not to go away from that which the Chachamim say you have to keep. So maybe a person who is to keep the negative commandments, they are obligated rabbinically, they are obligated by the Torah to keep all the rabbinic laws because God tells them don't turn away from what the Chachamim demand of you to keep. But if Summa is spotted even from its Vasloisa say, exactly how will he be Mukhuyev Midrabanan? He doesn't have a negative commandment of Loisasur. Now, if he's already obligated to keep the negative commandments, Midraisa, then why is there a need for the Chachamim to impose mitzvahs on him? He's not like a Nachri, he's Mukhuyev in all of the Shasa mitzvahs loisase. 
Just to be aware of that question, the famous question here. Now, just to know that the Rajba disagrees with Taisvis. He, he holds that Lashitas Rabbi Yehuda, even Midrabanan Asuma, is not obligated to keep any mitzvahs. It's only that what he calls Midas Chasidis is for the Sumah to indeed keep the mitzvahs. Okay, back in the Gemara. So here we have the third Braisa. goes way beyond we learned in the second and even more than the first. And Amar Avshisha It is linked to the Braisa that we ended off yesterday's share with. And here we quote the Pasik and Pasha's Vaschanan, in which it says, We juxtapose mitzvahs, commandments, chukim, statutes, and mishpatim means financial laws. And here from the Smichos, we learn the following limud. Whoever is obligated to keep all of the financial laws, is obligated to keep in the commandments and in the statutes. As we learned in the second Braisa previously, based on the Pasik, the Shaftu Ha'eda, the Pasik in Masay, Bain Hamaku, Bain Hagoyal Hadam, Va'al Hamishpatim Ha'ela. And as we learned in the first Braisa, Osuma doesn't have to go into Golos. So he's exempt from Goyal Adam, so he's not Shaykh Mishpatim. And if he's not obligated in financial laws, according to the third statement, he's not chayv in any of the mitzvahs. Eino b'mitzvahs chukim, b'mitzvahs v'chukim. Wow. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yosef. And we had this Gemara in Misach the Kedush and the Aleph. Rabbi Yosef, who was blind, said the following. I used to initially say that man the Amar, halachik Rabbi Yehuda, whoever's going to say that halach is like Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar that says suma patur min ha-mitzvahs, Right? In the third b'raith, he's exempt from all the mitzvahs. Let's go all the mitzvahs, not positive, not negative. So then, I would make a yoyma tava l'rabanan. Rashi in Kedushan says, it means I would make a su'udas mitzvah. And just to know, whenever you make a su'udas mitzvah, part of the su'udas mitzvah is to have chachamim, to have chasidim, sit around the table. If not, it's not even called a su'udas mitzvah. Just to be where it's called yoyma tava l'rabanan. He would make this special su'udah. Why? Maitama. Because since the loy mifaktina, since halach is like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning I, Rabbi Yosef, who, are, who is blind, I'm not commanded to keep the mitzvahs, and nevertheless, because I've the mitzvahs, I keep the mitzvahs. And therefore, I feel that doing something beyond what I'm obligated to do is special. So I'm happy that I have the opportunity to serve Hashem in a special way, going beyond the letter of the law. However, now, but now that I heard the statement that, that Rabbi Hanina said, that the one who is commanded and does is greater from the one who is not commanded but does. In other words, I am not commanded. So my mitzvahs are of lesser significance. So man, the armor li ain't a lachik Rabbi Yehuda. Now the opposite. Whoever says the halach is not like Rabbi Yehuda of dinan yamatavah l'rabanan, then I'll make a special suudas mitzvah. My tama. What's the logic behind that? Because the chi mifagdina isli agratve. Because if halach is not like Rabbi Yehuda and therefore I'm commanded, then there is more agra. More agra literally means more schar. And as we spoke out when we learned in kedushin that as we learn in Hasidus, that. When you are commanded, a commandment comes within it, a koyach that Hashem gives us to bring godliness into the world through the mitzvah. If there is no commandment, you might become a nice guy. But you're not bringing God into the world. That is simply because you are commanded. 
So it's not that Rabbi Yosef was serving Hashem to get reward. He wanted to fulfill the Kavana, which is to bring the Shekhinah into the world. And that can only be done by those who are commanded. So he would therefore become, he would, have, he would make a Yom Antav Now in Hasidus, let's take it a step further. The concept of celebrating with the Sudas Mitzvah, which is Dafka through eating, is really the, the real ideal of making a Dira B'Tachtlein. And we just learned the Maimir on Parshas Ekev, in which the Rebbe asks, that why is it that in Sefer Yitzira, everything goes in triplets, everything is in threes. And in Zayir, everything is in fours. And the Nakuda is, is that the threes are ultimately the three elements, Eish, Ruach, Umayim, which are relatively considered Ruchni, Yisdika, or Oiris. And the fourth element is the element of Afar, of the earth. And the Rebbe quotes a Zayir, in which it says that when you mix air, water, and fire, you end up with Afar. Oiris and Kalim. In the Ruchni, Yisdika worlds, Kalim are of lesser significance. All what counts are the Oiris. So you have the three oiras, Eish which is really Chesed Gvuratiferes, and even higher, it's Chachma Bina and Midas. That's all that counts. But, 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 but ultimately, in this world, the Kavana is the Afar. It's the earth. And that happens again when we bring the oir into the Keli, that's how we bring the Shekhinah into the world. And that happens exclusively because of the mitzvahs. And we are a mitzvah v'oisa. And we celebrate it by eating. But by showing that even our food, even the gashmias, if it's filled with the light, if you make a yoyma tava lirabanan, that means that you invite people that are learned, and around the table the content is toyota content. And it's not a mitzvah meal. It's a common meal that we are elevating to, to celebrate something special. That's the ultimate kavana that happens dafka through people who are mitzvah v'oisa. Okay, moving on to the next Mishnah. Uh, we made a bracha before this year. Says the Mishnah. This is going to be a gewaldika synopsis of many dinam that we learned together. That this is this stringency that we find by an Adam. We're speaking about an Adam who is chayvul an Adam. Over a shayr, over an ox who damages an Adam. In both cases, the victims are men or women, human beings, but the damager, there's a difference between an Adam who's the damager and a Shayr who's the damager. Sheikh Adam, Shalom Ezek, like we learned in the beginning of the Spadek, by a man who damages a man, he might be liable to pay Nezek, Tsar, Ripui, Sheves, Boishas, right? The Chamisha Devarim. And on top of that, as we learned earlier on in the Mesechtem, that to Meshalem, the Mevelodois, that if a man strikes a pregnant woman and God forbid, he strikes her. And God forbid, on top of that, she miscarries. He has to pay for the value of the miscarriage of the lost child, of the aborted fetus. However, Vishoyed, if my ox damages even another person, Kaidim called the owner of the ox, Adam Vishalem, the max he'll have to pay is the Nezek. And also, the max, sometimes it's only a Chatsi Nezek. Sometimes, uh, nothing. But if there's a payment, it's Nezek. And if one's ox struck a woman who's pregnant and she miscarried, who potted me the Mevel Adois, as we learned on Daf Membeis, different sources for this din. And another din continues the Mishnah, a new din. If a person, God forbid, hits his father or his mother, but he doesn't halachically injure them, meaning there's no movement of blood. Not only is there no external bleeding, but there's no inner movement of blood. And therefore, he's not chayv misas, based in for, for, for making a chabur and a parent. So therefore, we don't apply kam lebe de rabamine. Or, if a person injures his fellow on Yom Kippur, and he does 
halachically injure them. There is bleeding, inner bleeding, zikr, outer bleeding. And, and even though that's a violation of Yom Kippur, that's a malacha, you, you remember from, from Shabbos? What malacha is a choyvul? No, Danny. You thanks? You're not going to find it here. Mm. I'm not talking about the penalty. Yeah, on Shabbos it's skila, on Yom Kippur it's kara, so there's no kamli. But what is the Isra of choyvul? It comes from what malachim? So we learned the three where Machlech is there. It's either from Shechita, as ironic as it sounds, or Tzoyveya, or Dash. Okay, we're going back a few years. So being that you're only Chayv Skila, so therefore there's no Kamlei, Chayv Ekulan. And the Mishnah is going to contrast it soon. If a person injures an Evedivri, then Chayv Ekulan, you have to pay for all of the Chamesha Devarim, Yes, let's also remember that we learned yesterday, Machlaikas Abayin Rava, exactly to whom. But you have to pay, the, the damager has to pay for all five, with one exception. If the master of his own Evadivri injured his Evadivri, being that the income of the Evadivri during the years belongs to the master, so let's just remember this rule that's going to go us through the whole Ahmed base, that income and Shevis run on the same track. Because if one's income belongs to me, and I'm the one that caused that person to have a loss of income. I don't have to pay anyone anything. His income anyways belonged to me. So there's no chiv on Shevetz. If one injures a evet kanani that belongs to someone else, chayev bikulan. And you have to give it obviously to the master. And Abi Yehuda, Oimer, ein la'avadim b'ishus. Again, we learned that then yesterday. And as the Gemara explained, ein la'avadim b'ishus doesn't mean that the evet kanani doesn't feel shame. He feels shame. And you have to evaluate the shame. However, you don't, you don't have to give it to him. Or you don't have to give it to the master because there's a unique exception that there is no bashas payment for an Ebed Kanani as we'll learn. We'll, we'll, we'll see all that later. That, we, that was yesterday. Right then. The very famous liner that a Chedesh or a Shaita or a Katan Pigiyasan Ra Pigiyasan Ra means a Pegara that encountering them in English is called a lose-lose. No matter what happens, you lost. Why? Because if one injures the cheresh or the shaita or the katan, you're chayiv. Now, by the way, let's think out. It's not that you chayiv always. Everything. If a person is chayvul on a cheresh, you're talking chayiv to pay all five things. But if a person is chayvul in a shaita, what did we learn yesterday? That there's no there's no baishas. Not only that, in most cases, be practical. If the shaita was not employed or if he was unemployable, then there's no Shabbos, there's no loss of income. And if a person is chayvul in a katan, so I guess, again, most katanam don't work, here in America it's illegal, so there's no Shabbos. And regarding Baishas, that's what we learned, it depends on the age of the minor. Very young, every case is a case, if they're ashamed, then you pay for the shame, bite it. However, so if you damage them, you chayv, all, some, but the heim shechavl but if they injure someone else, they are exempt, they are exempt, because they're not mechoyev in mitzvahs, and the, let's say the father is not mechoyev, because mele, once one's animal damages someone else, the animal has less autonomy, it's just an animal. So therefore it's considered more of an extension of the owner. The cotton is a human being. Taka, not mechoyev in mitzvahs, but he's considered a more independent being. So therefore the father is not mechoyev. Go to my child. The child is not a mechoyev in mitzvahs. Now this is a real issue. It happens commonly, you know, children do damage. Do parents have to pay? Do parents not have to pay? 
Some place can say that if the parents were negligent and not watching the children, then they might have to pay nonetheless. I mean, that's a whole discussion. But it's good to remember that they're, they're called Pigiyas and because under most circumstances, they'll be potted. And not only that, there's a Machlekes Rishonim, what happens if they become adults? Whether they have to pay later. And many Rishonim hold, unlike the next case in the Mishnah, that they don't have to pay either. Because when they did the injury, they were not to pay. Now, what's the next case? That a Ebed Kanani, or, or someone's wife, who damages, also Pigi I mean, encountering them is not a good thing. It's a lose-lose when it comes to damages. Why? If someone injures them, like we just learned, Yechayef. But if they damage someone else, they are exempt. Now, here Rashi says... You know why they are exempt? Not because they're potter from mitzvahs. Because they don't have any money. Which means, if a woman would have money, a married woman, right, any, don't support me and don't take my income, or what have you, then she would be mechoyev to pay. Or today, the agreement that most couples have is that a woman will have, will have money. That's what I just explained. That male by an animal, an animal is, is nothing. Has no chidam. It's an extension of the owner. But if a, if a separate human being does damage, they have to pay. Now, if they don't have money to pay, how can you be mechai of them? The husband can say, go to her. I didn't damage, she damaged. When my ox damages, that's the chiddush of the trader. I can't say, go to my ox. No, you're the owner of the ox. But an ox is a thing. A human being is not a thing that you own. So basically, it would be like one of these cases, the ruling would be she has to pay. Oh. Here, very good. Now, by the minor, there's a machlekes reshoinim. The minor does have to pay. By your wife, she has to pay. She has no money. And therefore, says the Mishnah, that she might have to pay later. Might. Meaning, that if if she gets divorced, also if she becomes a widow, or if if the Ebed becomes emancipated, then, if they have money, they'll be chayif to pay. There are some poiskim that say that they have to not give an IOU. They did damage, go to Beisden, get something, for, get that they owe you money. So later, if they have money, you'll collect it, because if you're not going to get that from them, then, then later they get divorced, 20 years later, you have to find Edim, how do you know the Edim have to be around, etc. Now, contrasting what we learned before by Mako Ava Ve'imoy, without Chabura, says the Mishnah, HaMako Ava Ve'imoy, and he made a Chabura... Uh, even an inner bleeding, on which we have the din of chayv misa, God forbid. So we have the rule of kam lebe de or And on Shabbos, like we said, chavala is either shechita, sevia, or dash. But there, this skila, again, there's misa's based in. Because of that, you don't have to pay any financial damages. Why? Words, the Mishnah, what we call on the Gemara, kam Come later, the Rabbi Minei, here is, because he's already being judged by losing his life in Beisden. Final dinner the Mishnah, if a person damages his own Evet Knani, he doesn't have to pay anything. Like we spoke of before by Sheves and owning someone's income, by Evet Knani it's more, you own the Evet. Evet Knani. So therefore, Nezek Tzad, Hippu Shavas Boishas, it's considered it's all yours to begin with, you know, paying one pocket pays the other pocket, you are exempt to pay. Obviously, you should not damage the Evet Kanani. Avada, God forbid, if a person kills his Evet Kanani, it's called murder. But if, it, if the issue is only a financial issue, you're potted. Okay, let's move on. Says the Gemara. This is opening the subject. Chavar Halkop, it's, it's a very easy Gemara, just remember this case. Boye Minei Rabbi Yalazar Mirav. 
Here's the case. Just like the Mishnah spoke about one injuring one's own Evid, one injuring someone, another person's Evid, we're going to have an Ahmed Bey's very clear speaking about, God forbid, a parent injuring their child, or a third party injuring a child. So the question is when there's a third party, someone who injured someone else's minor daughter, the question is, that's the question, who gets the money? Now, make it clear. Go right away to the end. And uh, we're going to learn the sugya based on Rashi and most of the Rishonim that, that understand that Sar, that Ripui, is important. And that Boishas for sure goes to her. She's a minor, it goes to her. No question about that. I'll reiterate this a few times. Shevis will get to one Ahmed base If there are Shevis. However, when it comes to Nezeg, that's the question. Who does Nezeg go to? Now, exp- explains the Gemara both sides. Mi Amrinan, Rabbi Lazar explains. Do we say, Kivan This is a good Chazara for us. Kedushin, Ksubis. Since the Torah gives to the father certain rights, certain gains in his daughter. What will be the gains? Let's speak about two gains. That if she works, the income belongs to the father. And number two, the father has the right to marry her off and to get the money of Kedushan. So since the father has financial rights in his daughter, we will say, the father should also get the nezek damage. And my tama mishum daha afchasa mikaspa. And now let's go further, says the Gemara. The father has the right until she's a nara to sell her as an amivriya. If she is worth less, he'll only get less money. So therefore, the nezek should go to the father. Now, very importantly, you see the Gemara is mixing two things. Why do you have to mention shvach no urim la'av? If it's because that should be enough. So we're going to go with the following approach. That there's no question. I'll give you a number of examples. Let's say she's, she's 11 years old. The father's right to sell his daughter as an Amaz only until when she's an Arab. Remember we learned that? Marrying off is until she's a Begeris. But selling her, that's the whole Kavu That If she's already an Amavriya and she goes out when she's an Arab, so for sure the father cannot sell Let's say she's 11 years old. If the father would sell her today for Amr Ivriya, it's only for one year. Let's say he would get, 50, let's say he would get $100. Now that she has a, a, a damage, someone injured her. Mama, someone got forbid cut off her arm. Now he can only get $50. That $50 for sure goes to the father. That's also not a, what, what's a Havamina. The father lost money. The question of Rabbi Lazar, Tresu says this clearly, and many other Rishonim. Yeah, the father can get the $50, but let's look at this same picture. She's 11 years old, she lost an arm. If she would have been sold forever, now you can't do that, but if she would have been sold in a slave market with two arms, let's say she would have gotten $1,000. Now that she lost one arm, she only gets $500. That's her value. So how much is the real Nezik? $500. $50 goes to the father. That's not a question. The question of Rabbi Lazar is on the other 450 So do we say that since there is a loss that the father gets. And now we, have, now we need, and shvach nu'urim la'av, since the damage happened to her, the injury happened to her while she's a minor, while she's a minor, the father has financial rights in his daughter. He cannot injure his daughter, but he has financial rights. Her income is his. He can take as of Kedushin. 
so he should get all of the money. Oi, Dilmore, maybe. Shvach Nu'urimu da'achne le'rachmana. Yeah, Shvach Nu'urim means her income while she's a minor goes to the father. Or marriage money goes to the father. Doha, Iboye le'mimsar law, le'mukashchin. If the father wants to, God forbid, even marry her off to someone who's smitten and boils, because he's going to pay the father money, a horrible father, Matzi Matzar, halachically, he can do it. So he gets the money of Kedushan. But Avol Chabala, but as far as injury is concerned, Kivan the Ibayim is Chabilbaf, the father wants to gotcha it injure his daughter. He's never allowed to do so. Loi Matzi Chabala, a father cannot wound a daughter. So therefore, Loi Kanya Larachmana. So therefore, Nezek should go to her, just like we'll make it clear. Tsar Ripui. And Boishas goes to her. Question is, how do you get money to a minor? We'll get to that later. But Nezek, again, the Nezek of she's worth less to sell her for the limited amount of time that the father has the right to sell her off, that goes to the father. The $50 goes to the father. What about the other 450 That's the question. Gavaldika question. Okay, everybody agrees for sure that 50 goes to That's what Treswis says. That's what Tadashba says and other Rishonim. Not everyone. We're learning to go about it that way. Think about it. If he doesn't want to sell her... Not Correct. Very good. Which will be important. Okay, very good. Daf pays item of That's the question. We're learning it. That's the question Rabbi Lazar asked Rav. It's a very easy Yomad. The whole Yomad is going to deal with this. So answers Rav, Omar Lay, and he goes with the approach that Loi We're translating. Meaning, income while she's a, while she's a minor. Kedushin up until she's a begettist, can go to the father. But that's all that goes to the father. The $450 goes to the daughter. Because the father has no right to injure his daughter. He doesn't own her. So her loss goes to her. Her loss that affects him, goes to him. But not more than that. Okay. Eitzvei, so we challenge now, Rabbi Lazar challenges, the Gemara challenges Rav's answer from our Mishnah. In our Mishnah it says, if one damages an Ebedivri, he's chayv to pay all the chamisha devarim. Chutz said our Mishnah, min ha-sheves bizman shuhu shaloi, a side of Sheves. If the Ebed belongs to him, clearly makes sense. Income and Sheves go together. If you own someone's income, so then if there's a loss of income, the owner gets the Sheves. So how can you, Rav, say that the only thing the father has in the daughter, shvach Urim? The, the Gemara understood that he was also referring to Shevis, which he was not. Shevis? Shevis should for sure go to the father. Because the fact that she has a loss of income until when she recovers, who would her income belong to? The father. So the Gemara clarifies, you're right. When I just said, Yeah, yeah, Shevis goes to the father. Because since the Ma'as Bagrus belongs to the father, so therefore, if the income belongs to the father, the loss of income goes to the father. So it's clear. Shevez goes to the father. And again, to speak out, Tsar, the Tsar, if there's Tsar, normally the Tsar. The Ripui, the Boishas goes to her, no question. The limited Nezek goes to her. The big picture Nezek, that's where it up stands with his opinion. I'm, I'm sorry, the limited Nezek goes to the father. Because the father now, if he would sell her as a Romani, he would get less money for the, for the year that's left, or however the Cheshben is. The big picture Nezek, that's where Rav is saying, goes to the daughter. Now, Eisvei, again, another challenge against Rav. Now, in order to halt up and not to get confused, we're going to call this Braisa, Braisa number one. It comes easy. We're going to call the next Braisa, Braisa number two. So remember the Braisa. Says Braisa number one. If a father, God forbid, injures his adult 
son. We'll see soon the definition of adult. So the din is, yitin loy miyad. Just because he's your son, we have no rights, God forbid, to injure our children. You got to pay your son up to the chamisha devarim immediately. We'll see soon why the miyad, watch on immediately. Because if, if a person, if a parent injures his minor son, then he has the answer to your question, and he has to pay the son all of the money. On a son, you have no rights, not, not for the income, not for the kesa, you know. In Kedushan, they pay, they don't get. So, yasaloi segula. This is the first source we have for a trust fund. It's called the Skula. So when you hear people speaking about Segulais, Betamol will all like the Segulais. Even those who don't like Segulais, this Segula everyone likes. Now, we'll see soon, how do you make the Skula? But the, fa- the father has to give the child something, but the child is still too young. He might consume the principle. So something is given to the son in a way that the son gets, the benef- fr- gets, gets to benefit from it now, but it's guaranteed that the principle will remain into his adulthood. Okay. Now, next case. This is all in the first b'raisa. It's different. If a person injures their minor daughter, see, the father gave certain rights on a father into his daughter. That's different. So they're potter. And we'll see soon again. What does potter mean? Good. More than that. Other people damage someone's minor daughter. So Akasha against Rav. You're saying that Nezeh goes to the daughter. Here it says you have to give the father. So again, Rav says no. That Bryce is only speaking about Shavas. What has to go to the father? Only Shavas. And it works like we're speaking. Because everyone holds that Tsar, that Ripui, that Boishas goes to her. Well, why? It seems like there's a difference between a, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's talking about Shavas. Why would the Shavas of the boy not go to the father? Because the income of a son doesn't belong to his father. There you go. Perfect. No, yeah, cotton, the income of a cotton doesn't belong to the father. Oh, the trader was only Bizak, Shvach, no, we had that whole Pasik. Ela Chukim, right, Ben Ishli, Ishli, Ben Av, Ben Av Levitoi, Ben Rea Beisavia. We had this in Kedushim, we had this in Ksubas, that there are certain rights, that's only a father and his daughter. Okay, now, continues. Okay, so Rav was not refuted, but we had the Braisa, we're calling Braisa number one. We're going to have a contradiction between two Braisas. Says the Gemara, quoting now, it's like Omar Mar. We learned before in Braisa number one, that Uba Benoi Gadol, that if a person injures his older son, Yitim Lemiyad, you got to pay your son all of the Hamisha Devarim. Frek the Gemara, Vidiminu, I have a contradiction, we're going to call this Braisa number two. If one injures other people's children, so like this, if they were adults, Yitim Lemiyad, you got to pay them all the chamisha devarim. Ketanim, if they are minors, <coughs> very similar to the case we learned in the question of Rabbi Lazar, okay, you, even when you have to pay a minor, don't give them money. Yaselohem segula. Again, you got to give them a segula. Now, this b'raisa does not differentiate between boys and girls. For all of them, you have to make a trust fund. Bibanov sov If a person injures, God forbid, his own children, here also the Braisa, Braisa number two is not differentiating between adults or minors, potter. So what do we see from over here? That you are potter, even for a adult. That's the question. In the first Braisa it says that if you injure your adult child, you got to pay them miyad. That's the theory. So Amri, they answered like Kashem. Khan, the second Braisa, is speaking about children, adults or minors. But they are smuchim al shulchan They are being supported by the father. 
That's the key. And as we'll speak out in a moment, that all of the Brises are speaking about, like it have answered Shevis. We're speaking about Shevis. Ah, income. Loss of income. So the thing is like this. When children are being supported by their father, so then the father doesn't have to pay for their loss of income. Because what's the point of having income? Muzainus. He's giving them Muzainus anyway. That's why he's exempt. Khan, the first Braisa, is speaking about a case, that they're not being supported by the father. So their father is high to pay them for Shabbos. Good. And now the Gemara is going to have a question both on the first Braisa and on the second Braisa based on this statement. Again, that the first b'raisa is when they're not smuchin. The second b'raisa is when they are smuchin. So let's begin now. Akasha on the first. Says the Gemara. Okay, very nice. How did you, uh, what did you set sign the first b'raisa? That the first b'raisa is, that they are not depending, the parent is not supporting the children. We had the seifa before. We learned in the first b'raisa that if a person injures his minor daughter, potter, he's exempt. That other people have to give to the father. And we talk all about Shevis. Doesn't make sense. If the first b'raisa is speaking about a father who's not supporting his daughter, and now someone else injured the daughter and she cannot go to work, her father's not giving her food. She supported herself. Well, if she has a loss of income, then the money should go to her. She, you know, simple. You have to give the money to her. Even, even if he has the rights and income, she needs to eat. It's a practical question. Okay, the trader gives him the rights to eat. If the first b'raith is speaking about a bitaiktana, that's not semuchim ha how is she going to live? The boyim is zaina. She needs sustenance. And the Gemara speaks out the question. In other words, it's not Danny, it's not a halachic question. It's a practical question. Let's speak this out. We had this all in Ksubis. And we had this again in Gitim. That even according to the opinion that says that a master can tell his Evid, work for me, Evid Kanani. And I'm not going to sustain you. I, how will he live? At night, go begging. You only have the right to do that in Evet Kanani. Hanami li Evet Kanani. The Amar lay that a master has the right, it's horrible, but he's allowed to tell him that what? That Avid, Avid Go work your whole day. Ulurten at night, you want to eat? Zil schar, many taichen, right? We're going to learn schar from the words go drezach in Yiddish. Go make circles. Go beg. Go wander. Go from door to door. And that's how you're going to eat. Avo, but even on an Evet Ivri, regarding which it says that it has to be good for him with you and for that we learn not just good that you eat steak he has to eat steak you drink expensive drinks Glenn Levitt him also is, is, is loy. you cannot tell him go schnar your own food and so if the first Bryce is speaking about children that are not Shabbos should go to them. Answers the Gemara, Kedo Amar, just like Rav said elsewhere, that Bidei de Ravula, that Le Nitzrecha Elolahadafa, and elsewhere he interpreted that when we're speaking about money going to the father or to the child, the principal money needed to live, of course, goes to the child. What happens if Shabbos, she had a job that didn't only give her the money she needs from Azainas, it paid her even more. And there's a surplus of money. We learned all these sugars before. So who does that go to? 
So that is what goes to the father. So just like Rav Abedrab Ullah said it elsewhere, Hachinami that when the first Brisa says that it goes to the father, someone else damaged someone's bitayaktanam. He has to give to the father Sheves, meaning that if Sheves not only covers her Mazinus, but there is Hadafa, Danny, that's your answer. Then it goes to the father, because the bottom line is the trader was Mazaka, the father with the income of the daughter. So therefore, the income goes to the father. Now, she needs to eat. The father is a stingy man. He doesn't support her. So, of course, what she needs to live goes to her. But the surplus goes to the father. Good. Now, next. How did you explain the second b'raisa number two? That we're speaking about a case where the parent is supporting the child. So now the Gemara says, I have another question. That it says in the, in the, in the second b'raisa that g'doylem that if a third party injured someone else's adult children, well, there are semi-American adults. They're adults, they're 40, but the parent is still supporting them. Then then you have to pay them right away. And only if they're minors, so now one second. According to you, the parent is supporting them. The money should go to the father. Because the father is the one that's supporting them. So it makes sense that if their income is from the father, we're learning the whole time that income and Shevis should go on the same track. Answers the Gemara, Amdi, they answered, Ki kakapit. When a father is supporting his children, you know when he's going to be makbit. If not only does he have to support them, but if something happened, he has to add more money to it. That, that's not fair. For example, if the father himself damaged his children, which he shouldn't have done, and there was a loss of income. So to say to the dad, pay your child Chavez, that's not fair. He's saying, I'm supporting them. The income is coming for me to begin with. So I'm giving them income, and now I'm giving them Chavez. He'll be makbit. However, if he's not losing anything by his children getting Chavez, why would that be? Because he was not the one that damaged them. He's not the one that's high in Shevis. A third party injured them. So they're paying. The question is, to whom do they pay? Don't forget, Shevis is not a loss of income. So there, says the Gemara, the, since the Asama Alma like Kapit, that's not no logic. No, no, no. There's, the father is not losing any money by him not getting the Shevis. He's supporting them anyway. Someone else injured them, and that person has to pay money. That money is not coming from the father's pocket. The father, if the father would be makbed, hey, I'm supporting them, so finally there's an income. How is there an income here? Because someone hit them, and they can't work. You call that an income? In America, that's called an income. What is it? Unemployment, it's not an income. But no, you're saying, since I'm supporting them, I want all of the money that they bring in. If the money is not coming from the father, and the father is not makbed, then the kid gets to keep it. These are good concepts. If the father would be makbid, then the father would demand it. I support him, I want the unemployment. The father is not losing anything by him not, by him not getting it. Again, if the father hits his child, God forbid, so dear, if the chachamim would tell the dad, pay your daughter that you're supporting, that's not fair. He would say, you I'm supporting her anyway. But it's coming from a third party. It's not true. It's not what happens if a child finds a lost article? A lost article means the father is not losing anything. And the din is the kakafit. And as Rashi brings down four lines from the bottom and Rashi from Masechus Bava Metziah, that a one's 
if one's child, even though the words there is benoyu bitei haktanim, but the definition of a cotton doesn't here mean under Barabbas Mitzvah, cotton means children that are still relying on the parents for support are called minors. That the din is it belongs to the father. And as she says, clearly we learn above a mitziah, even if they are gedolim shesmucham ashulchan avim. So one second, if the father doesn't lose anything, and you're saying now he's not makbid, let the child keep it, let the gadol, who's really a cotton, keep it, answers the Gemara, Amri, now, if something beyond what you expected, some, some additional gain comes in from the world, and on top of that, and the child didn't undergo any difficulty to get it, they just found it. Here a father will be makbid. The father is going to say, one second, I'm supporting you. Finally, you found something, now there's some income, you're going to keep it. If I'm supporting you and you bring an income, I want it. The father will be mocked because the child didn't pay a penalty to get it. They just found it. But over here, since, how is there now Shabbos? Because the child is the one that got injured. Ah, And on top of that, On that, one more question. Says the But over there, in the case of a minor girl, but in the case of the first Braisa, where others injured the minor girl, other injured, and what does it say in the Braisa? The Shabbos goes to the father. Why? Why don't we say the same thing? There's no loss of income. It's coming Ma'alma. Let her keep it. He's not Makhbit. And she has Tsar. Answers the Gemara. Nah, Braisa number one is speaking about a father that's a terrible Makhbit person. It has to do with the father's father. In the first Braisa, the Tani, part of the question, why should it go to the father of the Shevis? Answers the Gemara. Hasan Braisa number one. The Gavra Kapdanahu, the father is a, a stringent Makhbitika father. Veharaya. What did we say? What is the first Braisa speaking about? About a child that's not being supported by the parent. And we're speaking about a minor child. Oh, is he a captain? So if the father is a captain, Vaharai is not supporting them. Over here in Braisa number two, we're speaking about a normal parent that's supporting his children. The love Gavra Kaptanahu. The proof is And therefore, we're back to what we said before. When it, it's, when it, it's a lot of rules when it comes to Shabbos. If he's going to lose money, if you would tell the father, you pay your child for the shevas that you caused, he will be mocked with. You kidding? I'm supporting them and I have to pay them. But to me, the Alma of someone else, a third party injured one's child and they're paying anyway and the child underwent tsar, like copied. Good. Now, my segula, what's the trust fund? Machloikis. And as we mentioned before, you know, how do you, what's, what's, what's the best trust fund? Ruchnius or Gashmius? What is of the greatest value? The first answer would be, of course, Ruchnius. The, the greatest value is the power that we have to bring godliness into something physical. So Rabchizda says, Sefer Torah. You buy a Sefer Torah. The child gets to use the Sefer Torah when he's a minor. When he becomes an adult, he, he still has a Sefer Torah, but it has value. Rabba Barafuna says, no, Dikla palm tree. Well, you remember? Afikaimans by Yezeda, what did you get? He wanted to give you swarim. What did most kids want? They wanted a a date. They wanted a toy. That's, that's the machlekes here. What's, what's the segula? And, and, but, but 
it's not a toy. A dikla is also a sgula because the tree remains and every year it produces uh, dates. The Now, so coming all back, Rav responded, that was the original question. If someone damages someone else's minor daughter, Tsar, Ripui, Boishas goes to the daughter. Sheves, what did we learn? Goes to the father with all the conditions that we learned before. Either it goes to the father because, you know, he's supporting her, so the income is his, or if he's not makpid, she's Baharaya, he's supporting her, you know, all the conditions, that depends on what case. When it comes to Nezik, according to Tosavos and the Rajbah, so the difference of value that the father will lose if he were to sell her now, and he only has a limited amount of years for which he can sell her, that goes to the father. But the rest of the Nezik, the real loss of limb, forever she's worth less, goes to the, fa- goes to the daughter. That's what Rav said. Like Rav, that the income belongs to the father. Kasev Kedushin belongs to the father. Nezek, Nezek goes to the daughter. She's a minor, give her a segula. Give her a sefer tayda, give her a, a palm tree. That is so, now we have Rav and Eshlakish. Now we have a machlikas Amirayim. Says the Gemara, with this we'll conclude, that Rabbi Yechanan says, you kidding? Everything goes to the dad. Even just a wound, not a loss of limb. Even if someone wounded her. Obviously, she has to become devaluated. All of the money goes to the father. One second, says the Gemara, A wound meaning if there's no loss of limb. If there's no loss of value, then there's no money to be paid for Nezek. Rabbi Lazar was only speaking about a case where there's a loss of limb. Because that peches, because the afches on mikaspar has to be something. That's the whole cheshman we learned. That if she would be sold in a slave market, Larashi, Abedivri, Amevriya, Lashitas, we spoke out the, the Me'iri, Evet Kanani, Ashifra Kananis, but it has to be something that you would lose, lose value. Abel Psiya wound, the Havamina was, it was a wound that did not make her lose money. What kind of Gulekumi Boil? There's nothing to be paid. So clarifies the Gemara, Amrab Yesi, Barab Khanina, no, 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 Rabbi Yechinin is speaking about a case, Shepetsa Bifonel, that he wounded her in her face, even if there's no loss of limb. Ah, she has a blemish on her face in a slave market, here Rabbi Yechanan holds that all of the loss of money will go to the father. So let's make a quick sequel. Easy, but it's good to remember. That, first of all, Pegiyah Samra, understand, a minor who damages others, they pay nothing. And according to many, even when they become adults, they don't have to pay. There's no chiv at all. If someone damaged, let's speak about a minor, so like this, Tsar, Ripui and Boishis, if the child is old enough to feel shame, goes to the child. The money is owed to the child. When it comes to Shevez, that's the whole Ahmed we had here, Gavaldik, all the conditions, how it works. If it goes to either to the father, or it goes to her, with also practical uh, things to take into account. If the father is not supporting her, she has to live. So Shevez is a whole new parasha. When it comes to Nezek, again according to Tresves, it's good. Then the, the limited amount of loss of value if the father were to sell her and he can only sell her until she becomes a nara that goes to the father but the real loss of value we have a machlekes on one side Rav and Ishlakish that says that money goes to her again and you have Rabbi Yechanan that disagrees and says that that money belongs to the father fantastic to be continued by Shavis, you know.